Coming up in this episode, we've got uh, one of the most asked about questions from listeners that I could possibly ever get, certainly at least a dozen a day, and of course, nonsensical babbling bullshit. So stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Work hard, Honda Power Sports and Arena is your go-to place for everything Honda. We have Honda street bikes, dirt bikes, and scooters. We have Honda ATVs and side-by-sides. We have five highly competent, red-level certified technicians for all your Honda service needs. We even have Honda Power Equipment and Honda Marine products. Established in 1996, and we are still locally owned and operated. Check out Harlan Honda Power Sports and Marine, exit 72 in Springdale. For your safety, read the owner's man wear a helmet and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep side nets and doors closed. ATVs and side-by-sides subscribe 16 years and older. There he goes, finally off to work. You know, it's been six months since his accident. He just got his new bike, was going to take it for a spin around the block. Some idiot looking at his phone ran a stoplight and plowed right into him. Steve was hurt pretty bad. Thank goodness he was wearing a helmet. And thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is little wee Randy Lewis from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. He just rolled his eyes. I don't know if I've ever heard those words put into a sentence about me. Little wee Randy Lewis. We Get aim to please. We're very descriptive around here. Yeah, yeah. Have you had a good week? Yeah, a week nonetheless. We're at the end of it, or the beginning, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about, uh, you know, every week, uh, every day, I get questions emailed to me about riding around the Ozarks, and there's one prominent question that I am constantly asked uh, in one form or another. And so instead of just mentioning a name of, you know, Joe Bob from Hillbilly, Tennessee, (laughs) Uh, because I get so many of them, we'll just answer it as a uh, group question. And that is typically the question goes like this. The group of us are coming to the Ozarks this spring or summer, and we want to know the best places to ride. We've got a week to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we can accommodate you. Let's hear it. Where is it at? Well, if I have a group of people and I want to ride for a week, and try to get the best things in. And mostly these emails are coming from northern states. Illinois, Minnesota, oh, yeah? Wisconsin, stuff like that. So they're coming south. Okay. And I can imagine why they want to escape the winter's cold that they've had. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. So the first thing I would do is go to OzarkRides.com. And on the homepage there, there is a ride map Down towards the bottom, it's called the Missouri Mills Ride. Now, I just did a podcast about that, uh, two podcasts ago. So we're not going to go into the ride per se. But I would start at the northern tip of that ride, 
and take the Missouri Mills ride. Then I would sweep up and do the Sparta to Peels Ferry ride to incorporate the Old Field Loop. Now, uh, you'll find all of these on the Missouri Ride Maps page, uh, just by what I've described, the Old Field Loop, mm-hmm. the Sparta to Peels Ferry, the Missouri Mills. Uh, listeners are somewhat intelligent. I mean, so, they're listening to this podcast, so <laughs> that's a big red flag yeah, right so there. How, how, how smart can they possibly be, right? Yeah, exactly. But they can figure out where to look at those maps. Yeah. Once you get down into Arkansas, uh, I think that what I would do is I would go over and stay in Eureka Springs. Yeah. Or Eureka Springs. I mean, you know, I usually typically say Harrison is a good central location, and it is. But if you got a group of people, you're going to want to go out to the bars you're going to have some unique eats, yeah. uh, things to do. And for the Ozarks, Eureka Springs is the holy grail place for, <laughs> for after uh, after dark activities. Yeah. A lot of fun. You've had that experience, have you not? Yes, yes. I have I have been out in Eureka Springs after dark before. And we'll as say I that. understand, you're banned from the city now. <laughs> no, no, hell no. I think it'd take a lot to get banned from that place. Yeah, you'd, they'd have to turn yeah, a strong some, blind there's eye. There's some shenanigans that happen there. Oh, um, yeah. And if you go down there, you'll understand why I'm kind of recommending that for this particular deal. Then what I would do is I would take the whole hog ride in reverse. Hmm. Because you can start out there in Eureka Springs area. Yeah. And end up in Yellville, Arkansas, which by then you can go ahead and head on back to wherever you came from. So that, that in a sense, is what I would recommend. A lot of the uh, questions that are accompanying this is, what are some of the neat things to do and see? Well, Eureka Springs is neat. That's why I threw it in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Pea Ridge, Arkansas, if you're into Civil War battles. It's one of the biggest battlefields of the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, It's actually, even if you're not into it, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, to check out. There's Ork, Arkansas, uh, just off of uh, 103 north of Clarksville, where they have the Ork Cafe. Hmm. See, I'm more into let's go to Hot Springs and see all the Al Capone stuff and go to the horse races. Yeah, that's way down there. And you do can do some that. stuff like that. Let's make a big trip out of it and hit, you know, hit all of Arkansas. Well, that's a good input. Hot Springs is pretty cool. We yeah. were down there. Yeah, Hot Rally Springs not too is long ago. really neat, and it's got a lot of history there, and there's a lot of older buildings downtown. Um, there's just a lot of neat stuff to see, and then that was one of Al Capone's hideaways. Yeah, it was. So he'd come to Hot Springs and be in the bathhouses and run there. What was he doing there? Taking a bath. Okay. Is that, is that <laughs> right. what they're calling it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running behind door gambling rings, um, alcohol plates. You know, you bars. can do the whole hog ride, and about in the middle of the ride, you get down there to Clarksville. Instead of continuing on the ride, you can just shoot down to yep. Hot Springs. Yep. And uh, that's, a, that's a real fun ride, too, down oh, Highway yeah. 7. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you there's, can do that. That's a good suggestion. There's casinos down there, and like I said, the, the horse races down there in Hot Springs is fun as can be. Especially if you like to gamble or like to be around that. Yeah. So I would do that. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, Take a detour and go down to Hot Springs. You could do that in a week. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, you can incorporate all of that in a week. So do that. As long as you're not standing flat-footed somewhere going, hey, what are we going to do? Where do you want to go today? What do you want to do this? Just freaking get and go. Yeah, Figure it out on the way. There's a lot of stuff to do along the way. I mean, personally, me, I like the ride. Yeah, I don't like to. I I've already done the sightseeing, so therefore I don't sightsee anymore because it's like, okay, I've already seen this. Yeah, 
So, yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in Arkansas. You know, you have high elevations. There's some lookout places. There's a bunch of national parks in the area where I mean, you can set out if you're a camping type. Frick, there's a bunch of places you can camp down there instead of renting a hotel on your ride. It seems like there's some type of motorcycle-inspired cafe or little shop or little place around any corner in Arkansas. It's, oh, yeah. It's kind of put Arkansas on the map, so to speak. It's it's one of the best destinations to go ride motorcycles. Just oh, because far of none. The, I, I, the only, as far as destinations go, the only other place I think would be cool would be like Maggie Valley area. Yeah, Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. You know, that's that. So here's something that's really, really cool, in my opinion. And I'm talking about things that there's just so much to do for motorcycles specifically. Yes. So when you think about destination places, you typically hear about rallies. Oh, go to Little Sturgis, go to Sturgis, go down to the Rot Rally in Texas, go to Daytona. You go to all Laconia these, and all those, yeah, yeah. You go to all these rallies, and that's what makes them makes them destination rides, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about real riding, like you talk about the Ozark Mountains, um, Maggie Valley, that's just a general area that's right. But the, you have to but go there's to it's so like, much that is uh, geared towards riders. Yeah, so I guess it just throws a a feather in the cap, if you will, for the people in this area that. It's one of the go-to destinations in America for a place to go ride, much like Beartooth Pass or... Yeah. Beartooth Pass, in my mind, is inarguably the greatest ride in this country. Yeah. But it's not a destination, in my mind, of what I would think of as a destination. It's a ride. Yeah. Destination is someplace you go and stop and, you know, do stuff and things like that. That in itself is the destination or the ride. Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's what I'm getting at is is that it's not just a rally or it's not just a one time event. You're not going to that place just for to say that you went for an event. You're going to that place because it is iconically one of the best places to go and ride. Right. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah, absolutely. So those are the things that I would suggest that I would uh if I was in your position, I would absolutely do uh with the knowledge that I have of the area. You can't go wrong with that. So which brings me to a, another thought. If this is your first quote-unquote long-distance ride, and we've done that before, talked about you know the do's and don'ts of long-distance riding, but if this is your first one, what can you expect? Meaning, am I going to have uh, calluses on my ass? Oh, you bet your ass you are. Yeah, if you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. You know, am I going to be able to do it? So if you're riding in a group, and most of these are always comment a group of us. Yeah. Well, when you're riding in a group like that, find the guy that's the least experienced or the <laughs> gal, either one, and tailor your ride around them. Yeah. Because, you know, set ground rules. You know, hey, folks, we're going to only stop for gas or we're going to stop for once between tanks or, you know, everybody's on the same page because nothing can ruin a group ride than a, a crybaby pee pants, <laughs> or as we call it around here, a crybaby yeah. titty suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, find out where they're at. And if they're not even close to being in the same mindset as the rest of the group, uh, then say, you know, tip your hat and say, maybe it's best you go on your own. Yeah. Now, that sounds harsh, but that can ruin a ride for oh, everybody. Man. In more ways than one, you know, you then you have to worry about... Are they going to be capable of doing this ride? Are they going to be yeah. able to 
not get you guys into trouble. When I, when I see trouble, like not freaking have an accident and ruin an entire trip because, you know, they weren't good enough to ride with the rest of the group or they were showing off or they just weren't mature enough or whatever. You know, you know, the thing that happens when you get anybody together, you talk about a group, there's multiple different types of groups. Is it husbands and wives? Is it, you know, a work buddy friends, or whatever. You know, yeah. What kind of group is it? Or if you're like the rowdy bunch where it's all, all these dudes that are looking to escape and get away and blow off steam, like understand what the group is before you take out on. Yeah. Them. It does not do to mix. Yeah. I mean, if you got a rowdy bunch of guys and uh, you've got some other people in the group that are just really sedate and yeah. they, all they want to do is putt, putt, putt along, yeah. that's not going to work out for you at all. That's typically why I think I'm always by myself. Friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a fact. But I think that's why I'm always by myself is because it's full tilt almost all the time. Like if we're out going, it, it's let's ride. If if the limit's 60, let's ride 80. If you want to do this, let's do this even bigger and better. Which and is more. a good point because you're young. You can do that. But what if in your group you have young people that like to do that uh-huh. and you have old people like myself that used to do that but now don't? Yeah. yeah. So, you, uh, so, to... so you see our point is it doesn't mix well. Yeah. Unless you're just a really killer group. But most of the time there's always someone with hurt feelings or – you know, shit talking behind the scenes. Like we got to get this guy out of here. This has got to happen. This has got to change. A shit disturber. Yeah. Yeah. So understand your group when you decide to let out on a big event like this, because you know, once you start, there's no going back and then you're stuck with whatever your choice was. I had a commanding officer in the service once that told me, he said, it doesn't matter the size of your group. 10% of them are assholes. (laughs) You know, just take 10% of whatever size and you can figure there's an asshole in that yep, yep, 10%. Sure. And so that works with riders too, especially. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is if you're coming down from the north or wherever, it doesn't matter. When you start out, you can log in those highway miles. You can do a lot of miles in a day. Mm-hmm. When you actually get down here in the winding and uh, roads and the little two-lane blacktops that people like to ride on, you're not going to do those kind of miles. It is so common for people to say, well, you know, we were doing five, six, seven hundred miles coming down here. Now I can't do but 200 or something like that. Well, yeah, duh. Yeah, it's a different God world. gave your brain, figure it out. Right. So you have to factor that into your time because there's not a lot of highway, quote unquote, riding in the Ozarks. Yeah, there's you're very little the freeway riding. Yep. So... I guess what I would say is what to expect when you're trying to make one of these trips down to the Ozarks is expect to be sore, expect to be tired, and expect to be overrun with options of where do we go, what do we do, what have you. Absolutely. And when you're looking at these ride maps and you're taking the route, uh, don't be afraid to go, oh, that looks like a cool road. Let's let's go see where it takes us. Yeah. And uh, that's where you get your best riding in, finding something you didn't know. You have so many options that a lot of a lot of people have a hard time choosing. So then they just do, you know, the commonplace. They, they go to the main spots. They hit the main roads. They just go do that, and that's that because they don't know what well, else to do. Get off the main roads. Yeah. And if you're on a dual sport, you may never go home. Oh, man. Yeah. There are enough uh, back dirt roads around here that. Yeah, you'll, you'll keep your fill there. Yeah, you'll, they'll never find you. So, you know, just think, what, deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially at Randy's backyard. Shoot, son. Okay, so that ought to get you started anyway. Things to think about. Um, what else you got? All right, so we've done the, the Sunday morning talk, the bullshit that's right up your alley. The, ooh, look at how pretty this is and look at how pretty that is. Let's talk about some stuff that feeds your soul. What is it in motorcycling right now? Where are you looking to go with, say, like your motorcycle, your motorcycle choices that are going to make riding that much better? So where are you at? Me? Yeah. What are you going to do? We're talking about specifically for Specifically me. you. What is it that is happening with your motorcycle situation? Well, on my motorcycle situation, we have a huge announcement coming up. Yep. And, uh, we do, don't we? You can wipe that shit-eating grin oh, off man. of your face. It's, so, it's no so marvelous. End. It is so marvelous. No, you're, you're doing this just to poke the kitty. Yep. Yep. You are a kitty nonetheless. Yeah, a lion. <laughs> yeah. Even, lions, lion might, yeah. even lions get old and broke down. Yeah. Okay, me specifically. A lion might just be bigger, but it's still a pussy nonetheless. Shit. <laughs> you don't have the capacity to, <laughs> no, to not I do bust not. balls. I do not. Okay, well, uh, I am turning the corner that I want to, me personally, get out and ride and ride. Uh-huh. And while all you saps are working, I'm retired. I'm going to get out there and ex- do some more exploring. All right. You're trying look, to poke the kitty. Look, you can monotone this bullshit all you want to. Craig, you and I both know what's about to happen. And I've been telling you for years what is going to inevitably happen. And it is about dang time right, that you, just you drop that freaking victory no, and, and jump on a Harley. Let's just talk about this. Yeah. Let's get it out on the table. Yeah. You piece of shit. No. <laughs> no. No. That's well, the preface. That's oh, the disclaimer right there. Welcome to the dark side, Craig. <laughs> welcome to the dark piece side. Of shit. Now let's start it this way. I'm going to tell the story because if you tell the story, it's it's painted and it's yeah. not exactly accurate. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. As I said, I want to do a lot of writing. My victory, I want it to be said unknown, and you can't even deny this. There's nothing wrong with it. It will go cross-country as good as any other bike. It will. It, it will. will. There's, it is a rock-solid bike. It hasn't broken down on me. It hasn't uh, started to nickel and dime me. Um, it's, it's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and should circumstances have not arose the way they did, you piece of shit, <laughs> uh, I would uh, still be happy to have it for the rest of my life. That yeah. being said, I don't want anybody to say, oh, the victories finally gave the ghost up. It has not. That being said, Randy had a 2013 Street Glide that is pretty custom. It's fairly custom, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's clean. about midway there. It's clean, yeah. It's just a good, classy daily ride. With low miles. Yeah. Well, it's my bike now. In your head, you cannot think about anything else but owning a Harley Davidson. Is that what it is? That's what it is. And you don't, don't bullshit me right now. How many times have you come in and said, oh, I was dreaming about it? I was thinking about it. I couldn't sleep because a of lot, this. I couldn't sleep because of that. Because it's a Harley that. Davidson. Bullshit. It's, no, I'm telling you, you said don't bullshit I, you. I'm telling you the truth. So it's if that was a Honda Shadow that I had that was newer, would you be so jacked up? Would you even do it? No. Exactly. No. And here's my reasonings for doing it kind of should wait a minute for people to pick themselves up off the if floor. If it was a Goldwing, I know you wouldn't have done it either. I might have if it was like an uh, F6, was it the F6B? F6B yeah. Without all the uh, luggage on it. Yeah, I might do that. And might. be happy with it. 
might. But I, ha- I haven't seen that. That opportunity did not arise. <laughs> so Randy throws me out a yeah. make me buy it price, a good deal. And he bought it or tried to. So, I mean, the victory situation was, as everybody knows, they're not making them anymore. It's a mechanical piece of equipment. Therefore, someday it's going to break down, just like Harley's. Not yeah. as quick as a Harley, but it will break down. The problem with that is if it lasts me another five years, 10 years, and it breaks down, the damn sure ain't going to get parts for it. And if I do find parts, I'm not going to find all the parts. You might be able to find this and that, but not. I don't it's, know about it's, that. it's a gamble. It is. It is. And I, I don't mean... want to take that gamble. I like sure things. Now, the Harley, it's low miles, really low miles. And the Harley dealer, or the Harley name, I should say, is a way to put it, will last a lot longer than I will last. So I will always be able to find stock to repair it. Look, it's out with the old, in with the new. You wanted to keep riding. You wanted to keep riding, so you have to buy the best. The best is Harley Davidson. Simple as that. So it's going to be Shit Talk USA here for the next little bit while Craig's transitioning into his new motorcycle. Oh, yeah. So you're so happy about this. Oh man, I am. It's just, I love it when young folk grow up and they finally realize the error of their ways and they, they get with the program. That's what I like. You got some kind of, what do the kids call it? Hutzpah. (laughs) Hutzpah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. All right. So that was our big announcement. It was supposed to wait, but you kind of cornered me into it. You little prick. That's what I am. That's what I do best. Yep. So a new Harley rider. (laughs) <laughs> yeah new rider on it's a not harley. my first but it is your first harley no but not the first time i've ridden one yeah yeah because you always had to bum and ask me hey can i ride your street glide i got someone coming into town i want to take them for a ride i need your bike when because you had my, a perfectly capable victory that yeah, was so amazing a hard fender i don't have yeah. a rear seat yeah or a pillion or anything like that yeah because i like to ride alone you and always what's the first knew. Thing, what's the first thing I'm going to do to that bike? Take the seat off and put a single seat on it so I can ride alone. Yeah. So that's the big announcement. That is the listener uh, emails that we've answered. And have you got anything else to throw out there? Because you're going to need a week or two to come up with more oh, no. smart-ass remarks. No, those just come right out of the top of my head. Just like, come naturally, it's just, don't I'm they? so full of smart-ass that they just spill out well look what you have to work with it's so easy for you yeah hell yeah well thank you know you. I, thank you for that you make my life so you're much kind easier. of like an adopted kid so we're trying to do right by you <laughs> it's one of those where you're like i want to try to make the world a better place let's take in this freaking mutt yeah and what always happens it never works out only right feed them dry dog food <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you have any questions that you want to pose to us go to the ozarkrides.com to the podcast page and submit your question. We will look at it and answer it. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Also, you can find all the ride maps that we were talking about at OzarkRides.com. Again, those were the Missouri Mills Run, the Whole Hog Ride, the Oldfield Loop, and the Sparta to Peels Ferry. And check out those rides and do it all in your head and figure out how you can incorporate them together as one ride. And you'll work out just fine. Also suggest you check out EurekaSprings.com and uh, you'll find lots of things to do there. So until next time, always stay safe and keep it on two wheels.